0: tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host on this episode. Now, if you're into fintech, if you're into cryptocurrency and all of the new things that are happening right now in the blockchain space, then please, by all means, stop what you're doing and tune into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm proud to present to you Azim Khan. He's a New York-based entrepreneur who's worked in tech, blockchain, biotech, esports and gaming, and entertainment. Most recently, he ran partnerships and growth at Aglet, doing deals with the likes of Gucci and Stadium Goods. He is here to talk about his latest startup that he co-founded called Pollinate. Pollinate is a next-generation crowdfunding platform that's designed to discover, launch, and empower creatives globally in a permissionless way. And we go into what Pollinate is all about, how it helps creatives, and we also give a little one-on-one on what crypto is all about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast with Zine Khan of Pollinate. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. And listen, you know, we're really excited about this particular episode. Most of our episodes, as you know, really focus on entertainment and Obviously, all things under the fandom geek umbrella, comics and movies and television. And I think this is something that geeks love as well. And financial literacy is very important. And the cryptocurrency market is really all the rage right now. So I'm very proud and honored to bring in Azim Khan, who is the COO and co-founder of a great new startup called Pollinate. He's a New York-based entrepreneur who's worked in tech, blockchain, biotech, e-sports, gaming, and entertainment. And most recently, he ran partnerships and growth at Aglet, doing deals with the likes of Gucci and Stadium Goods. Azim, thank you so much for coming on the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Happy to have you here.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: Um, so let's first of all full transparency. I am affiliated with Pollinate. Yes, so. yes, you are. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm glad to have you to, to come on the podcast to talk about this because I, I want our listeners to not only know about Pollinate, your, your company, but also know about cryptocurrency and to get some uh, financial education on what that's all about. So let's assume that our listeners have never heard of cryptocurrency. And in layman's terms, what is cryptocurrency and why is it all a rage right now in the financial industry
1: honestly it's like taking a little bit of a step back Is just the, the idea of like what money is money is just this thing where uh, everyone has agreed upon some certain thing whether it be dollars or again to have value as a community and we just sort of listen to the governing bodies of whoever ends up putting that information out and then we use that uh cryptocurrency is a way to be able to do that but with digital money i think that'd be the easiest way to put it is it's the internet of money is what cryptocurrency would be we've we've seen everything else become digital uh and now we're moving into a space where money is as well
0: and isn't it something too where um People have really latched on to cryptocurrency because it's something that's not really regulated and it kind of gives you a little bit more financial freedom in that way.
1: You know, it's something that I think people, the, the the earliest people who've really latched on to it have latched on to it because of the freedom around it and the transparency around it. One of the things that a lot of crypto enthusiasts will talk to you about is, let's say, what's been going on with the U.S. dollar in the past year and a half is I think it's since early 2020 more than half of the us dollars in circulation in the world today were printed in the past like year year and a half and yeah and that, like that's a significant amount of money i mean the money pound the the money counter is just like brrr, when it comes to the. us these days right and there are a lot of people who just don't feel comfortable with this we used to be backed by the gold standard we have not been backed by the gold standard for a long time there's a lot of more like nuanced things that also have to do with the military industrial complex as to why the US dollar still reigns supreme. But there are a lot of people who feel very uncomfortable with that idea. And so many of the people who've really latched on to cryptocurrency, there's, there's a, a freedom to transact with their own money as they see fit, where you know banks can't do anything in terms of saying you, you can or can't use your money when you want. And they'd like to know that there's not some sort of governing body sitting there that can print more of this whenever they want. And, you know, through that deflating the price of what their actual currency is worth. This is something where the depending on, you know, let's say using Bitcoin, there's 21 million Bitcoin. There's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. And one of the simplest ways that I explain to a lot of people why I think it's of value is there's well over 50 million millionaires in the world. And that means like there's not enough Bitcoin for each millionaire to have one Bitcoin, right? That alone when it comes to the way millionaires and billionaires act means like the value of it's going to go up. Um, and so it's just like the new the new way to, there's there's different cryptocurrencies for different things, but like Bitcoin at the moment would be best equated to like having digital gold, the same way people invest in gold and just put bars into a safe, same thing.
0: Right. Right, yeah, it's there's a lot of market manipulation out there. And even seeing how the markets act, uh, the stock market, in particularly act when Jerome Powell speaks is very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about? Um, well, first of all, I'm going to get to my question further about the way markets act, but I want to talk um, about your startup and, and yes. pollinate. what what is pollinate for our listeners?
1: I think the simplest way to explain what Pollinate is would be to say that it is a blockchain-based version of Kickstarter. It allows people to do crowdfunding. Uh, our platform is specifically aimed at empowering creators across the world, as opposed to, you know, just any project similar to how Kickstarter does. So we're really aimed, you know, whether you're a musician, an author, a short filmmaker, documentary producer, whatever it would be. We're aimed at creators and that way, if you're an NFT artist, uh, but it's, it's really just crowdfunding on the blockchain. It's one of the things people talk a lot about these days is Web3 and Web3 is essentially all of the products that we have become accustomed to on the internet, uh, but, but sort of their blockchain counterparts.
0: Now, you mentioned if you're an NFT artist, so I don't want to assume that our listeners know what an NFT is. So can you explain mm-hmm. what that is and what NFT stands for?
1: Absolutely. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. Uh, it's like it's a tokenized version of a digital asset that sits on a blockchain. And I think the simplest way to explain what an NFT would be is a public contract that anyone can look at on the internet which is on the blockchain and it is being able to show that you can exchange ownership of a digital good. In the real world there's a really easy way to understand the ownership of physical goods. But in a world as we move into where we're increasingly in a digital world with people talking about things like the metaverse, it only becomes natural that in a digital world you also need digital property rights and NFTs are sort of the the platform or foundation through which we're going to move into a space where you can have actual ownership of digital goods.
0: The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. I remember when I was looking to create a website. As a matter of fact, I wanted to get off of blogger.com and move to something that I had a little bit more autonomy with when I created blackgirlnerds.com, but I have to tell you, it was a very intimidating process. I mean, looking at all of the different hosting companies and websites out there, it was a lot to be able to consume, but it shouldn't be that difficult to create your website. As a matter of fact, creating, maintaining, or optimizing your website should not be a pain. That's why I'm glad that I discovered the first and only fully AI-powered website builder from bookmark.com. Their artificial intelligence design assistant, Ada, creates a unique website for you in a matter of minutes. All you need to do is go to bookmark.com and answer a few simple questions. Business type, location, and goals. The stuff you know better than anyone like harnessing the power of a global design team at the click of your mouse. Ada builds your personalized website in minutes, not months, and their self-serve editor empowers you to make changes on the fly. In the background, Ada doesn't sleep. As people visit your website, Ada learns what sections, elements, or images accelerate your goals. Ada then transforms analytics into actionable insights and smart suggestions to improve your visitor experience with one click. Bookmark has three different plans for you to choose from. Their basic account is free, always and forever. If you want a professional website, you can go to the pro plan. If you're a business owner, Bookmark has its own e commerce solution built in. Just choose the business plan and enjoy your AI-built e-commerce website. Bookmark empowers anyone to build a website regardless of their experience. But if you're too busy growing your business or you're not sure on how you want your website to look, they got you covered. Take the stress out of getting your business online by hiring a website expert. I think you really would be pleasantly surprised by how fast, efficient, powerful, and budget-friendly Bookmark is. And I have a special offer just for you listeners of Black Girl Nerds. Get 15% off your first purchase at bookmark.com, yearly or monthly business or pro. But only when you use the link bookmark.com forward slash nerds or the promo code nerds at checkout unlock your full potential with a website that grows with you. Go to bookmark.com forward slash nerds and get 15% off your first purchase at bookmark. I noticed the NFT space is really popping off, especially in the entertainment community. There's a lot of celebrities like Paris Hilton and-
1: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes.
0: NFT that was made of Chadwick Boseman's likeness at the Oscar. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So why do you think that um, there's this huge popularity being bolstered around NFTs all of a sudden?
1: I think for one- a lot of people see it as a very quick money grab because they're seeing, for instance, people who is of the most famous NFT artists out there. He's who sold his NFT for a little over $69 million some months back. Wow. And which, which makes him the the one of the top three artists for the highest selling pieces of any living artist kind of a thing. I think there's only two artists who are living that have sold pieces more expensive than him. And so I think that is a big part of it is that a lot of people see they have clout and social proof in a way that they can come in and utilize that to be able to make money. But in a secondary way, what I think is really interesting is that people are starting to realize that there's interesting things built into smart contracts, which are how you go about doing these digital goods on blockchains that allow creators to get paid for the lifetime of a good. So what that means is right now, if you have a physical good, like a t-shirt or a hat or whatever it would be in a song and you sell the song, mm-hmm. you sell what, whichever item it is to someone else, you get paid one time. Maybe the t-shirt was 25 bucks. You get paid 25 bucks. Right. The interesting thing about NFTs is that you can build it into the smart contract that When you sell the good originally, you sell it for 50 bucks, you get your $50, but you can also put it in there in a way that every single time this item moves hands to someone else, you get to take a percentage of that transaction. And so for the lifetime of that good, the original creator of the good can earn money every single time it moves hands. And I think that's one of the things that has people in the entertainment space extremely interested is what it does for being able to capture percentage of revenues from secondary sales and secondary markets and resale. It would be as if Nike made money every single time people sold their sneakers on eBay and StockX and goat, which doesn't happen right now. They make their original sale and then the resellers make their money. This ties the original creator into making money each time someone buys or sells.
0: Got it. I mean, I think it's interesting, too, that um, there's a lot of cross pollination <laughs> um, with the NFT community and the entertainment community and, you know, arts and, and, and cultural arts, because that is a lot of what you have in Pollinate. you You are looking for people that are artists, people in the film industry, people in music, sports, publishing, people that are authors, people into comics. Um, We Mm -hmm. actually had a guest in a previous podcast episode that did an NFT with their comic. So can you go into a little bit about that with um, what Pollinate is looking for for people in those spaces and how they can use their platforms to be able to create? um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Honestly, at the moment for us, we're very focused on really just finding who we consider to be good creatives who don't necessarily get the access or have the access in in a variety of ways, especially that come with entertainment, which is so filled with nepotism as you're so well aware of, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not publicly known on the outside that there's nepotism favoritism, but truly being empowered when you're in the entertainment industry is extremely difficult without relationships. And so one of the things we're really focusing on doing is finding those creators and finding a way to put them in a place where we can offer them financial and social proof to be able to further their careers. And we're not necessarily focused on only one type of creator. We want creators across the board. And right now, if you looked at our advisor list, there's people from a variety of walks of life within the entertainment space and even sports space as well. We have former NFL athletes on there even. And so right now I'd say we're just focused on quality creators. And the easiest way, I mean, people can just email us right now at hello at pollinate.io. Our Twitter as well, it makes it really easy to reach out to us. We're really just starting to filter requests from people. If people are interested in doing things with NFTs, we can absolutely also do that. One of our recent partnerships is with Terra Virtua. They're an NFT marketplace that has done things with the Godfather and Top Gun and Pacific Rim and Godzilla versus Kong and HBO. And they're speaking to a bunch of really big brands that can't mention, but just very big brands about doing some interesting things in the NFT space. And so they're one of our partners at the moment in that NFT space. So for anyone who's interested in better understanding and learning more about how to get into the NFT world, our partnership with Terra Virtua was actually something called Terra Virtua Indie. And Terra Virtua India specifically a platform that they're designing to make it easier to have an on-ramp to becoming a creator with NFTs.
0: So dumb it down for me a little bit. Um, sure. outside of NFTs, because mm-hmm. some of you know you, you mentioned um that you know you work with people in sports, people in film. Um so if I am someone who is a comic book creator and mm-hmm. I am trying to raise Kickstarter for my comic book. How can Hmm. Pollinate help me with raising those funds?
1: So they would reach out. We have an initial form that people would fill out with the, the platform going fully live on Monday, the 27th. I believe Monday is the 27th. We are going to have the platform going live and the first creator is going to be launching a raise on there people will be able to go and submit an initial form, which is just going to be personal information, email address, idea for project, any images they might have, social media profiles, simple things. And we're gonna, in the, in the initial phases, screen those, see which ones look serious, reach out to them to give us more information about the project. In that phase, they would say, here's many more detailed aspects of what we're looking to do. I'm looking to raise money for a comic. and." This is the name of the comic. There's the breakdown of the comic. This is how long I need to be able to deliver the comic. This is how much I'm looking to raise money wise in terms of funding to be able to put it together. And then they would get to the rewards part. On Kickstarter at the moment, you might say, I'll give a hat and a signed t-shirt and a postcard, whatever it would be. There's tiers of rewards based on how much money that you as a fan or supporter are putting in. So similar to that is, We do the same thing where you can say, you know, you can be part of an iMessage group with me and you can get access to the original drawings as one, or you can be an executive producer. Or if you put this much, I'll make you a character in the comic book. It's completely up to the creator how they choose to allot those rewards and then put some sort of financial pegging to those rewards. Once they are accepted, they'd go on the platform, they would raise money. And if successful, then it would be on them. We can't force people to actually then follow through on putting out the creator rewards that they would, but in that, that, that's simply it. They, they would then, once they have the money, they'd launch their product. They would go back to their fans and say, here's the rewards that I promised and, you know, feel free to claim them now.
0: Awesome. Now for the critics, the nascent mm-hmm. out there when it comes to cryptocurrency in general, you know, it is quite controversial. Um, yeah, Bitcoin mining, for example, a lot of critics say that it drains a lot of energy and it's not good for the planet, which, in fact, that is true. Um, mm-hmm. and then there are the influencers, right? There's the meme coin mm-hmm. <laughs> scams mm-hmm. um out there. By the way, shout out to CoffeeZilla. I love his channel. There's a <laughs> YouTuber out there that by the name of CoffeeZilla, and I watch his um his videos all the time where he calls out these influencers that you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, co-sign on these meme coins that
1: just mm-hmm.
0: tank after they sell them. But um So what are your thoughts about both of those concerns? The the Bitcoin mining that drains energy um, and that are not green efficient, and then the meme coin.
1: Absolutely, so for the first one, Bitcoin mining is definitely something that does end up taking quite a bit of electricity. One of my counters to that is that there are a lot of things that use a lot of electricity and are very bad for the environment. And it seems like for whatever reason, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies sort of get used up there as like one of the worst aggressors or offenses in in using it. At the same time, though, that was something that was very important to us. And because of that, the platform itself for Pollinate is built on Polygon. And Polygon is a crypto company that is much more green. And so for us, it's been something where I think it's I don't remember the exact stats, but it's an Ethereum transaction versus a Polygon transaction. I forgot the exact stat for it. I'd have to look it up. But using a transaction on Polygon uses the same amount of energy as like sending an email, I believe. And so people are sending emails every day without issue, doing things that are sustainable in terms of just especially with what's going on with global warming is something that's important to us. And so it's why we actually built the actual network for Pollinate on Polygon, because that's something that we're very, very uh, just, it's just close to us. And then for the second one with the influencers, if you'll take a look, there's quite a bit of people with quite a bit of influence that are part of our advisors. And there are many more that haven't even been listed on the website yet. But one of the things that I told absolutely everyone as we spoke to them was, at no point will I ever tell you to go out and tell people to buy our coins never that's not something we're interested in we're not looking to do a pump and dump we see this as the coin acts as a utility to be able to use the platform and what we want is for people to use the platform it's the coin will rise as a result of a successful product just like anything if you're a publicly traded company and you have a platform that more and more people use that that stock is going to go up in price and so in the same way, that's not something that has been of interest to me at all. Of being able to go out there and do that, and I've seen a bunch of those, not to name names, but the the Phase Clan, the there was some yeah. of the gamers, you know, like they they had it bad, and the you know I'm I was happy that FaZe Clan once they found out took action and ended up getting rid of those kids, but they ended up finding that there was a history of taking coins, pumping them, and then the people themselves who were doing the pumping, selling when the price went up that's not the case for us at all. We're trying to build a product that actually lasts and goes out there. And so, you know, our our product, despite having a lot of mainstream entertainment individual support, there's nobody that's telling you to go out and buy the coin and never will be.
0: Again, shout out to CoffeeZilla for calling out that <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll have I'll have to check out copies though I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched
0: if, if it wasn't for him um FaZe Clan would probably still be uh rug pulling people Re- on the same really
1: thing. yeah really it's
0: uh coin was the rug pull yeah okay um, it is very comforting to know that you guys operate on the Polygon network because uh, mm-hmm. for our listeners out there that aren't familiar with, you know, smart contracts and, you know, transaction fees, um, Polygon is way, way more cheaper uh, than the Ethereum network. Yes. So, yes.
1: That's the other thing. That is definitely the other thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, you know, um, that, that is good. That is good because yeah. those fees are massive. Um,
1: massive massive can you
0: you explain that for our listeners about you know fees and and how that comes into play when you are um
1: honestly i don't think i could technically explain it it's it's just the the ethereum network and what it takes to make an ethereum transaction take place and how the miners are for for being able to put a transaction on the block it's just so expensive Uh, an example would be the other day i purchased $250 Two hundred and fifty dollars worth of a specific coin, and I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on top of it in transaction fees. It's
0: it's kind of like I guess a good metaphor would be like paying taxes, like you know paying a yeah. tax for yeah
1: or a, or a large tax merchandise um, or yeah, yeah a, a large
0: tax in this case. <laughs> yeah. But um, but Polygon is like barely nothing. Can
1: yes, it's like- it's a. a a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the cost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, what's the best way for newbies to learn about crypto? What What are some, you know, spaces they can go on the internet, some people they should be listening to? Uh,
1: honestly, I love Anderson Horowitz. Uh, they're the, the biggest venture firm that is out there. They just raised a massive billion plus dollar crypto fund and they have put out they have something called crypto startup school and it's a bunch of videos somewhere between 9 and 12 videos each video is close to or over an hour and they're on a variety of different topics from within the crypto space being spoken to by the foremost experts in the space and that was only put out last summer so they're still very up to date and then they actually put something out only a few months ago that's even specifically related to NFTs so they have an entire set of content on NFTs as well in terms of people who put out daily or active uh, there's a there's a podcast called Bankless B A N K L E S S Bankless has an amazing podcast there's a an individual by the name of Andrew Steinwald and he has a podcast called Z- Zima Red I believe Z I M A R E D Excellent podcast where he interviews a lot of top people. There's what I would say is one of the best newsletters is Forefront. Mm -hmm. Uh, Delphi Digital is another great place to check out. The Block is an amazing publication. Decrypt, great publication. And then Masari Crypto is a platform that you can go to that acts sort of like like a Bloomberg terminal almost. They have a free version and a paid version. That you can get access to being able to look at charts and information that's coming and everything like that and i love their stuff so there's there's definitely a lot of places to go those are some of the ones that come to mind top of mind definitely check out some of those i think those would be a good place to start one thing i would tell anyone who's trying to get started is it's absolutely going to feel overwhelming to look into it Mm -hmm. but what i will say is that even as someone who this is my day to day. This is all I do. All day long, it is somehow related to this. And I am always behind. I never feel caught up. I am it's always dangerous. over. Yes, <laughs> I am always overwhelmed at wow. the amount of change. Cause the thing is, is like because of the pace of innovation in crypto at the moment, each month is is like a year yeah. in, in a different industry. Really, like that's the best way to explain it. Is that If you're in a different industry and a year passes by, there's a certain amount of information that you'll be behind on. If a month passes by and you haven't looked at crypto, a year has gone by in innovation.
0: I I can attest to that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, So I'd say completely be okay with the fact that you will be overwhelmed, but at the same time, know that as late as it might seem to be getting involved in understanding crypto, there's less than like 1% of the world at the moment that has is involved in crypto. MetaMask, which is the most popular Ethereum-related wallet at the moment, has 10 million active monthly users. 10 million is nothing. And so crypto okay. has a very long way to go. So any information that you start to take in now puts you way ahead of the average person.
0: What's the best wallet out there, in your opinion?
1: I like MetaMask a lot. Yeah. rainbow is another good wallet coinbase put out a wallet so there's a bunch of them for me metamask has just been the one that i've been using it's an easy chrome plugin. in they have a, a mobile app associated with it that i have on my iphone so i found that to be one but there's been nothing i've seen that would make it seem that there's others that are bad in comparison there's a bunch of pretty decent ones and they all have a long way to go on simple user interface and usability for the average user but metamask is just the one that i happen to use
0: awesome so as far as pollinate goes um where can listeners learn more about pollinate what's the next step for pollinate as far as uh, where the company is going and um and where can we learn more about the work that you're doing
1: so anyone can find me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at Azeem K underscore, A-Z-E-E-M-K underscore. Pollinate on Twitter is P-O-L-I-N-A-T-E underscore IO. Our Twitter is probably one of the better places. And you can also join our Telegram group. Our, I believe that our our Twitter has the Telegram group associated. If not... I'll actually probably go and put a link tree together that ends up being the link for our Twitter page, just so people can go to get access to all the necessary links associated with it. But we announced everything on our Twitter Uh, earlier today. We announced something called uh, liquidity mining with Alliance Block, and I won't pretend to be able to simply explain how that works, but it was a great thing. And because of it, uh, the, the coin is actually doing better today.
0: Nice. Are you going to be launching a Discord?
1: We did put a Discord together and we're going to be going more in public with the Discord and we're even setting it up. So it'll be interesting. One of the things I've been seeing a lot, and so we had this discussion, was that there are sort of paid communities now that are happening on Discord, especially using some cryptos. And so we're using a bot called Collabland. And through that, it basically is going to give you access to different tiers or roles within the discord itself different channels if you have a certain amount of and can prove you hold a certain amount of the polypoint and with that we're going to do you know you can come in and there's going to be unique interviews we'll do one-on-ones like we're thinking of exactly how to utilize it but right now only beta testers are listed on our discord but probably within the next week or two we're going to start pushing out a more well-developed and fully put together like I wanted to get the channels to be right and all of the categories and everything there. And we're getting the back end with all the bots put in that you need to and just making it technically proficient. But yeah, we'll have a Discord out very soon. And I think personally, I think the Discord is where we're going to thrive most. I think that yeah. Telegram is very cool for crypto people, but because we're like, as much as we're a crypto company, we're not because of what we're doing, that Discord is going to be where we thrive.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in a discord that is both for like people that are interested in crypto and also stocks. And that's how I kind of learned about both. So and that's for someone that didn't know about either industry. Mm-hmm. So I feel mm-hmm. like for people that are completely new to um, crypto, discord is a great way to build a community and to educate and to connect. So that would definitely that's awesome. Well, Definitely. Azim, it, it was a pleasure and I really am Always. excited about what Pollinate is going to bring to so many communities and you know, people in entertainment and arts and gaming and sports. Um, you guys are just obviously covering a huge scope of industries, which is really fantastic. It seems like nobody's being left out. Um, so thank you for coming on the Black Girl Nerds podcast to talk to us about this.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.